Hello everybody and welcome to Overtime, your weekly source for all things Overwatch. I'm your host, Jake Pujic, and with me today is Taylor Severn. Good thing it's been a slow news week! Hey, we're not missing much! Yes, uh, I apologize for missing last week. Uh, as some of you may may know, uh, we had it all recorded, I was editing it, and then we had a whole bunch of uh, technical issues. And the episode is lost forever. Yay! How, how would some of them know? Uh, I posted it on Twitter. So oh. the, the two people that I think are listeners that follow me there, okay. you know. But to the rest of you, I do apologize that that happened. Uh, trust me, no one is more upset about it than I am. But we're back, and uh, there hasn't been much more that happened, so we basically get to reiterate what we said on that last episode. Yeah, it's um, exciting. We get to make before... all the same jokes. I'll look at my notebooks to see what jokes I made. Yeah, I have, you know... I was going to say I have the recording handy, but I don't. <laughs> um, so I have Taylor. my recording handy. <laughs> yeah, yours was fine. It was mine that was all pooped up. Uh, how has your Overwatch-ings been going these uh, last two weeks? It, it really seems like I play games in like very bursty things. And, you do. And, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm learning this by looking at my past and examining <laughs> it. And being like, huh, that is what I do, isn't it? And I recently just ended a big, like, burst of Overwatch. Like, there was one day where I, like, literally played only Overwatch, and it was ridiculous. And my... my, I feel like I'm getting worse. Still. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I like to think it's, like, those training things, and, like, you're, like, you're using the, all, like, the weight machines and stuff, and then, mm -hmm. like, once you're done, you're, like, your body feels like jelly because you just did so much exercise... I like to think it's like that with my Overwatch skills, and that I'll actually get better when I like rest my body. That's the hope. <laughs> that is that is the hope. Uh, we'll see if that actually pans out. Uh, but that's awesome. I um, I've recently picked up. Uh, well, I haven't played, been able to play a lot of Overwatch. Uh, just I've been super busy in real life, and then what free time I had went to two new games in my life, which were uh, the new Pokemon games. Uh, those are very very fun. If you're if you haven't been in Pokemon in a while, pick up uh, Sun or Moon. Those are very good. And then also my cousin convinced me to get uh, Rainbow Six Siege. And I actually kind of want to compare the two games, but um, what uh, what little free time I have has has kind of gone to those games. I did manage to just uh, pick up the my first game in competitive season three for Overwatch, which was nice. Uh, I am excited to try and. Oh, is that what you were doing? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that, that's why I had to stop talking to you for a little bit to make sure my team didn't die. Um, but did, yeah, uh, I won. Did you win? It was nice. Yeah. Oh. It was, uh, it was, a, it was a feel-good event all around. Um, was that a placement match? Or it like... was indeed a placement match. The, my did... first first of ten. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I literally haven't had a chance to play Overwatch. Like, maybe for, by yeah. the end of the season you'll place. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, like, <laughs> it, all, it ha didn't happen season one, so we'll see what... <laughs> You don't have much of a record to go off of, so it's fine. Yeah, I have one data point in the played, placed in seasons. Well, I mean... Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel they have a few data points on your scale. Uh, maybe 15 games. Um, so, uh, the kind of newsy things that have happened so far... Um, we'll start with the slightly older one, which was that Overwatch won Game of the Year at the Game Awards. Uh, this is about a week ago now. Uh, the Game Awards, hosted by Geoff Keighley, Overwatch won uh, Game of the Year, as well as Game Direction. Specifically, uh, Blizzard won that for Overwatch. Yes, yes. Um, uh, best Multiplayer and Best Esport. And then it was also nominated, but didn't win, for Best Art and Best Action Game. Um, which is cool. It's it's nice to see Overwatch kind of recognized because uh, I do believe that, in my opinion, it, it's it is kind of the game of the year. Just just on how big it is and how much fun I've had personally, uh, it's kind of incredible. Um, what about StarCraft you... Two Nova missions? <laughs> I uh, I haven't played those. I don't think I will. I haven't really touched StarCraft much since uh, the end of. Legacy of the Void. Uh, we have our opinions on that over at Press Data Podcast, if you'd like to check that out. 
Um, God, you're a horrible plug. <laughs> but uh, no, I haven't really thought much about StarCraft since then, unfortunately. Yeah, they also cost me money. Yeah, game. also a bit of a hindrance, eh? Um, but yeah, did you have any uh, any qualms or, or, or any comments about the uh, the game awards? Uh, I'm I'm not too. I don't really care for award thingies. Like it's nice. Like Grats Overwatch. I play that game. I recognize <laughs> the name. Uh, yeah, but you're you're but not whether the they won or lost. Uh, it doesn't really phase me. Yeah, you're not the type of person who kind of seeks validation from other people. Like, I like this game. I don't care if anyone else does. If anything, I seek to invalidate other people. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, it won all those categories, like I said. I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I, for me, it is kind of nice to, to have that validation. Like, yeah, Overwatch is a really cool game, and I'm, I'm glad I, I'm, I'm kind of part of the community, and I've, I've been really, really enjoying the game. Maybe not so much in the last couple of weeks, but, uh, I mean, I Have played you been it again today. the community? I mean, we do a podcast on it. I mean, I feel that's a two-way street. Like, uh, Well, you we've gotten some interaction, not a lot. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, I'll plug it at the beginning of the show instead of uh, usually at the end. Uh, if you guys have any comments, questions, or concerns. If you guys want to send us any sort of email, feel free to do so at owovertime at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. You can get your email read on the air if that's what you wish, and if not, then we'll just read it privately and respond privately. Um, but yeah, I also want to mention that if you do like the show, please, guys, uh, spread it around. Tell your friends about it. I know the shows have kind of been spotty recently. That's just because of personal stuff on my end and the odd technical issue, but not to say that those things are resolved, but I have a little bit more free time now to focus on the show so we can get back to that once-a-week schedule. So if you want to give, again, spread the show around. If you want to give us a rating, uh, you don't even have to write a whole review. Just uh, give us a rating, whatever you feel is fair. And uh, I know it's hard trying to be clever in those in those reviews. Don't No need. If you can't think of something clever, just give us the rating. Don't write anything that's still good enough for us. But getting back to the show... Uh, yeah, Overwatch winning the Game of the Year wasn't the only kind of thing that happened for Overwatch. Uh, they also announced just today, I believe, the winter holiday season thing that's going to be happening uh, in the next uh, week or so. Wait, didn't they also release a new map on the PCR? Uh, oh my goodness, Oasis! I forgot which which episode... <laughs> I forgot that episode didn't go up. Um... Yeah, we talked about Oasis. Oasis is now on the PTR, Oasis being the new uh, map, the one that we've been hearing a lot about with the jump pad. That's what we talked about last episode. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we, we definitely filled last episode up with something. With something, yeah. Why isn't that in the show notes? Oasis, uh, even though we're already talking about it. Anyways, um, so yeah. Jacob is the only one who's actually gotten to play it. Have you played it since you stopped being a grumpy puss? No. Um, well, shucks. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I do still have those memories, and I can kind of see them through, through a less grumpy uh, lens. Um, he was very grumpy, by the last, way. Last, yeah, last, last episode. Episodes. It was a really bad day. <laughs> like, it was, I, had, I got some really bad news. But, uh, uh, yes, uh, looking back on it with... with Your bad news was to... that the PTR map was <laughs> not what you wanted it to be. Yeah, that was, that was the only bad thing that happened. Um, yeah, so, if uh, those of you that remember... Oasis was going to be the map with the jump pad, and they were kind of hyping up the jump pad. They were saying, like, we're worried that this might be, you know, too big a change. And it looks like they decided to err on the side of caution. Uh, the jump pad in Oasis is more or less a glorified elevator. Um, it is a King of the Hill-style map, so there are three different locations in the, uh, in the map itself where you're going to be fighting over the hill. Uh, you know, just like... Uh, uh, Nepal or Ilios. And I believe the jump pad is only on one of those three locations. Um, and again, it's it's kind of just a glorified elevator. It, you go, it's like this, you're in this like shaft kind of thing and you go in from the entrance and you can jump on the thing and it'll bring you up. Um, that's about it. It's nothing fancy. Um, I was kind of disappointed and I still am disappointed that it wasn't something more substantial. I was thinking it was going to be something where there was more lateral movement where it was going to get you from different parts of the map to the other it literally shoots you to the enemy's spawn 
Yeah, like, like not exactly that, but something close, like, just, like, some distance. And, and then you just have characters flying over the point, like, constantly back and forth, and, like, the people on the point have to shoot them out of the sky. I mean, not to that extent, but I did feel like there was going to be a little bit of that. Just, like... Skeet shooting. On, on like, certain sides, of the, like, you know, like, off to the side of the map or something, there there might be someone coming, flying in from the air to land somewhere and, and get to the point. Um, and now I understand... You know, that would really change the balance of certain characters because some characters can only move so fast. Like, kind of their, their drawback to characters like Roadhog or, or Zarya who don't have movement abilities is that if they're off the point, they have to walk back, and that, that takes them a lot of time. Um, so that would really disrupt the balance if it was like, hey, right ne- next to your spawn point, just jump on this, and you'll be right back into the action. But I, I was hoping that the, the jump pad would provide some sort of greater like strategic or rather tactical um input there might still be some to it i'm sure someone will get like a sick play bouncing on the on the on the pad or or hiding from it hiding from someone in it and then like coming down like getting a sweet headshot off of it but uh from my expectations it was a little bit of a letdown um having set Mm-hmm. Um, moving away from the jump pad, having said all that about the jump pad, um, the actual map is pretty decent. Uh, the other kind of cooler feature that I know the community has kind of uh, glommed on, glommed onto, uh, is the fact that there's cars. Oh. That uh, if they moving hit you, traps. yeah, if they hit you, you die instantly. Uh, as exciting that as that might sound, it is more or less just you can think of it as a ledge on certain maps, very specifically. Uh, when you're on on Numbani, when you're just spawning on the on the first point as attackers, and off to your left there is that kind of cliff that you can fall down, or be pushed down. Uh, it is somewhat similar to that. It's it's very close to the spawn. It's it's off to the side of the map. It goes along the entire edge of the map, um, but you're it's like not cutting through the middle of, of the point, and like you have to dodge cars while you're fighting the enemies. So so you want a point on the road, is what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, like. And you're dodging cars, and people are flying by from the jump points, and it's all chaos. I mean, it would be exciting. You can't and deny that. And for some reason, the Torbjorn turret is just not dying. <laughs> it's, like, it's like on a car, it comes around every like five minutes or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want something like insane, like that's too hard, like that's not balanced, and like, like you know, Tracer can dodge, weave in and out of these cars, whereas the Roadhog is just this huge, like, hit me sign. Obviously, that wouldn't be balanced, but just something that adds a little bit more strategic forethought. Um, I mean, again, this wasn't a feature, and I, I'm not really upset about this. Uh, but it's just that it's not something that you really have to worry about. It's just like if on the random chance when you're walking along that side of the map, and you know a Lucio boops you into a car and you'll die, or you're or you're the Lucio, that's the only time it'll ever really affect you. Um, but it was kind of a cool uh, feature. Just it's it's the first time that there's like an object. In the game, like a moving object in the game that could kill you, that's not player controlled, which was interesting. Um, as for the map, again itself, not any of its weird mechanics. Again, King of the Hill. Um, <clears throat> it's very, very pretty. It's uh, very Middle Eastern. I don't think we've had another map besides um, uh, Temple of Anubis, which is in that part of the world. But whereas Temple of Anubis is much more like kind of old-fashioned it's like there's like a, a, a classical bazaar even though they're like selling like robot parts like it's still just like a very classical bazaar kind of atmosphere whereas with uh, this it is again that middle eastern setting but it's much more modern and, and overwatch modern it's it's uh, hyper uh, technology and, and all this kind of stuff mixed in with you know like there's the um arabic letters i can't remember what that um uh, alphabet is called, but script. there's lettering script uh, everywhere. There was like a off to the corner. There was like a hookah pipe and like these soft poofs that you can sit on. Not in the game, but uh, I mean, it's just very, very have pretty. Yes, that's true, and you can sit on the poofs. But um, but yeah, it was very very pretty, and I quite liked the aesthetic. Uh, it wasn't quite as striking to me as uh, Eckenwald. Uh, when Eckenwald came out. <clears throat> uh, a, just talking about the mechanics, like, I love the idea of your escorting uh, the payload, and in this case, it's a ram. And that ram later comes into action because, of course, you're storming a castle, so you're going to use this ram to break through the castle doors. Like, that's just 
Of course. I don't but, think that's like mechanic. I think that's just more thematics. Yeah, sorry, th- thematic, thematics. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, but just just having that really kind of like made me really like that map. It gave me an attachment to that map. Well, Eichenwald is best map NA. So. It is, and that, that like Eichenwald, it was the first new map that we got, and it, it just kind of blew me out of like kind of blew everything else out of the water. Like it was just like it, visually, it was stunning. Um, the the kind of gameplay that you had because it is such a more like open map, but you have these corridors, and it changes so much as you're pushing the payload. Um, uh, again, visually as well as just like the, the 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 space that you guys are fighting in. I really, really like Eichenwald. And now that Oasis is, well, it's still on PTR, but it's not really going to change much. Uh, with Oasis, not to say it's a bad map, uh, it's just not quite as, as exciting as Eichenwald, uh, which is perfectly fine. Um, but especially with the with the whole jump pad thing, I was expecting more from that. It, it The map kind of feels like a letdown to me, personally. Um, but I know what's, once it's in the game, it's not going to be... Um, Something like when it comes up on the screen, when on the load screen, we're not going to be like, oh, not this map. I'm just going to be like, oh, okay. Whereas uh, Eckenwald and, and a few other select maps in the game, when they come up, I actually get excited. Like I like I like playing on them as opposed to um, something like um, it's it's kind of hard to, to like Nepal. I don't really like. Okay, great, it's Nepal. Uh, Lijiang Tower, great, whatever. Uh, but when it's Hanamura, I'm like yeah, I like Hanamura. I feel like I have, I have developed strategies and just like a, a personal connection to that map that I have with most of the others. And I feel like Oasis is going to fall in that same area. Did you have anything you want to, to talk, talk about on Oasis? You got to feel bad for the thing that comes after the best. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like, again, it's not a bad map in any way, but moving on, uh, the other big kind of news thing that happened is the, as we have it in our show notes, the holiday thingy. Uh, just today, Overwatch released it on their Twitter. Released kind of a, uh, like a, a, a post. Uh, a holiday a post. No, like a, it's like a, an envelope or like a piece of mail that you give someone when you're on holiday saying, like, wish you were here. It's an invitation. Postcard, that's what it's called. But it's specifically um, an invitation. Oh, it is an invitation. Yes, you're right, because it says... Uh, you're RSVP. invited. Happy holidays. So yes, it's showing uh, King's Row, the King's Row map, uh, kind of snow covered. And holiday flare. Yeah, looking a bit more festive. There's lights and everything. You can go find it. We'll we have it in the show notes. Um, and yeah, it's saying that it will start December thirteenth, uh, which isn't too far off from now. Um, but where December thirteenth? What do you mean where? In, in Overwatch, of course. Ha ha! You know, the place, the lo- location of Overwatch. So that'll be happening, and I'm excited. The with again our our two data points of the seasonal events, they have gotten better and better. Hopefully, this will not be the Oasis. This will be the uh, the uh, Eichenwald of the seasonal events. And then Easter will be the Oasis. So. <laughs> yeah, you see, right? Because like like ha- Halloween, like. People love Halloween. Uh, it is many, many people's favorite um, holiday or kind of like event thing uh, in the year. And it's not hard to see why. You get to dress up. You get candy. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to like in it. And then Christmas is the other one. It's it's either you like one or you either like uh, <laughs> Halloween or you like Christmas as like those big events. Um, uh, and Blizzard has a good history of doing. Um, uh, like Halloween, not Halloween, sorry, um, Christmas-style events. I have no doubt that this one's going to be fantastic. I can't wait for the skins. Um, I can't wait for the emotes. They're all going to be hilarious. Uh, and just decorating the, decorating the maps in kind of festive cheer. Um, it's going to look nice. I'm really excited about it. Well, what do you think? Uh, what do you, do you really want to get out of this? Like the one thing you'd want. If I had to narrow it down to one thing, it would be Zenyatta throwing snowballs. Oh my god, a Zenyatta snowball skin, that'd be amazing. Right? I can't take the credit for that. That one was Marcin. But, yeah, that's if I had to boil it down to one thing, it's Zenyatta, It's a Zenyatta skin where he has an elf hat and he throws snowballs. Um, and little jinglies on his feet. Elf um, Zenyatta? Elf Yatta? 
I, I don't think we're going to get every map uh, holiday-themed. No. Because uh, in the... Uh, That's a lot of work. Yeah, it, it's a lot of work. And also the holidays only had two maps or one map. I know Hollywood for sure. Was Dorado also Hollywood-themed or Halloween-themed? Uh, yeah, I can't remember now. Um, but I'm yeah, it, it won't be all the maps. I, I can almost guarantee that. If I, it were, that'd be awesome. But uh, I also I, I wager that since uh, Overwatch is such a multicultural thing, we're going to get more than just Christmas stuff. We're going to get a whole slew of holidays things because there's a bunch of holidays around this time. That would be cool. I would like to see it more of like some Jewish holidays, maybe. Um... I mean, Oasis would just be launching, which would kind of make it silly, but if there was some more Arabic-themed uh, holiday events. I'm not... It's been a long while since I took uh, World's Religions back in high school, but uh, it would be nice to kind of see more... That, Festivus! A Festivus for the rest of us. If we can get uh, some other holidays in there, that'd be cool. I am very partial to Christmas like, myself. What but. holidays do they celebrate on the moon? Uh, Ape Day. It's the day they got re um, liberation from their human overlords. Like, I feel... They just sit and watch uh, Planet of the Apes all all day. I feel like there were more than just Winston on the moon. Crab people? They, that guy didn't look very crabby to me. Okay. Guy in Winston's backstory? The humans, yeah. They they liberated themselves from the humans. The humans are dead. Why? Because the apes didn't want them on the moon anymore. Why? I that I don't know. I feel Winston wouldn't do that. Winston didn't. That's why he left with the humans. But they died. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yes, I think that the I'm excited for the Halloween event. I can't wait for it. Holiday um, event. Winter holiday event. The Christmas thing. Is that Halloween? Well, uh, yeah, there's too many H's. Listen. Uh, uh, Hollywood, uh, Halloween, holiday. Hanamura, Hanzo. Harambe. There's just too much. Just too many H words. Um, Happiness. But, uh, <laughs> who needs that? Um, but I'm excited most of all that. After all of that, the thing I'm most excited for... Actually, rather, on top of all that, the most thing I'm most excited for is uh, what their new kind of brawl thing is going to be. Yeah, I want more PvE be? content. That's just going to be friggin' sweet. <laughs> Junkenstein's revenge. He makes robot snowmen. <laughs> I was going to say he built snowmen, and somehow they they come back, uh, they come to life, and he's like, "I didn't plan for this one. Stop! <laughs> you're playing as Junkrat. You're trying oh to stop my the God. snowmen." <laughs> Actually, no. Knowing knowing Junkrat or Junkenstein, uh, it would be snowmen built out of bombs. So it's just round bombs with another round bomb on top of it. And they kind of roll towards you and then just blow up. Carrots and twigs flying everywhere as long as, you know, human viscera. Uh, I'm not sure we'll uh, get, like, um, a horde mode again so soon. I agree. I don't think it's going to be... As much as I would like it to be something that, again, another horde mode, I think it's going to be something else that's, again, different. Like comparing Lucio Ball to uh, Junkenstein's Revenge uh, to whatever they're going to do in uh, for Christmas, it's going to be, again, something completely different. Maybe it'll um, be Lucio Hockey. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe it'll be hockey. Um, again, I don't think they're going to do sports. I think it might be something where you have to... Maybe it won't be something that involves sh uh, shooting again. Maybe it'll be something where you have to, like, collect the things and bring them to the children to make them happy. Or, like, it'll just be something, something silly, like, excuse me, like that. Oh, I, um, forget, I forget what it, the game mode's called in other games. But uh, they could do a game mode of where you have to pick something up and then you get points for holding it. More oh. or less. And then um, you can, like, run around with the object. Yes, I don't know what those are called, but I, for, um, I forget what they're called. It wouldn't be capture the flag, but yeah, that would be that would be kind of fun. And you limit it to a, like a certain pool of players, so that it's not unfair. Or, or um, you just make it so movement abilities are disabled when you're holding the thingy. The thingy just, could be like a snowman suit, so like you're like a snowman, <laughs> like kind of slowly running around, and your yeah. team has to protect you. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, just just going off of the last. 
two events, how they kind of limited the character pool, in the first case, to one character. Um, Except for that time that it bugged out and Reaper got in. Yeah, and then, and, and then uh, you know... <laughs> Just uh, killed Mc- everyone. McCree got in there and uh, <laughs> high-nooned the ball as long as the enemy team. Um, I I just feel like they're going to do something like that because they want to do something crazy with the mechanics and that's easier to do when they kind of limit the character interactions. Uh, but yeah, I we, we have no idea. I'm excited to see what it will be. I, I am sure it'll be fun. Uh, of that, At I, least I for no our first few plays. Yeah, at least for a while it'll be fun and then we'll go back to, you know, Rocket League. But uh, I am excited for it, but I do deep down hope that it's another um, horde mode. Because that was just fun. I I think I just need it. I used to play Mass Effect 3 co-op a lot with uh, my friends and my cousins. Oh my god, Mass Effect 3? Seriously? I, I love that game. Um, I, and yeah, I just I, I like horde modes, and I, I feel like there are enough games that do it well. And Overwatch was a game, or rather, not enough games that do it well that I know people who play them. Uh, whereas Overwatch, everyone plays Overwatch. It was nice to have a horde mode in that. Um, but I think uh, that pretty much wraps that up. If there were... Are there any things from Halloween that you'd want changed for this winter holiday? Mm, no, I think they pretty much nailed it. Um, from, obviously, the summer event, there were some problems. The the thing with the skins, the fact that the uh, brawl was, A, a little buggy, uh, and B, not as exciting as another game. Um, that that w- could have been fixed, or it could have been better, and it was fixed with the next event. With the Halloween event, I, yeah, I was pretty much really happy with, with all of it. Um, again, I would like the Brawl to have a little bit more depth. I know I got a, a, a tad bored of the PvE by the end of it, but, um, I mean, it's just like a, an extra mode. They're not going to put, you know too much thought and balance and life into it. And I need to just put so much depth into it of 100 hours into it. Come on, guys. Ship it. But otherwise, I was very, very happy with the Halloween event. Um, didn't overstay its welcome at all. Gave me exactly what I wanted, which was just cool Halloween costumes for the characters and uh, and a nice and a nice mode to play with. with well, I, w- I wouldn't say it gave you exactly what you wanted because I don't think you got the skin you wanted, did you? I didn't really care for the skins. I'm not the huge, the biggest, like... Didn't you want the Pharaoh skin? I did, but I wasn't like, ah, I need it. Ah. I was just like, oh, that'd be cool if I had that. And it uh, was like, it was the Pharaoh skin, not like um, the Mercy one. Like, if I really, really tried, I probably could have gotten the Pharaoh one. I think I was like 100 credits away. Yeah, I got the soldier skin, because... Thriller! <laughs> So yeah, bring on the holiday events. I'm all about that. Um, yeah, that pretty much wraps us up for news. Um, what? What? Sub sub. Sub sub. Um, so, I think we can kind of wrap it up with the. Uh, oh. <laughs> no. We're gonna do a character um, discussion in this episode. Not not quite. I sorry. There was one thing I want to mention was was uh, which was a quick discussion on the differences between. The game, the shooter game, the two shooter games I'm playing right now. Okay. Uh, those being Overwatch and Rainbow Six Siege. Um, and yeah, so as I mentioned at the top of the show, I've been playing a lot of uh, Rainbow Six Siege recently. Uh, that game is kind of, it's been out for about a year now. It's still getting a lot of attention to it. There are actually more people playing it now than there were uh, when it, the game came out, which uh, is fairly rare for most modern games. Um, and I, I've been really enjoying it, and I, and I like how different it is from Overwatch. I like how I can play both those games and get different things from them, uh, even though they're both first-person shooters. Uh, Overwatch is this, as we all know, this crazy uh, heroes have powers, um, push the point, all these different game modes kind of game. Uh, it's very, very um, eccentric. The characters are lovable. Uh, even though it doesn't have any story, it's mostly a multiplayer game. Siege is very similar in that it is uh, um, there isn't really a story to it. Uh, there are characters with abilities in it. However, it is a super realistic um, uh, shooter where you're uh, like anti-terrorist dudes trying to you know protect a hostage or or disable a bomb or, or stuff like that. 
Um, obviously, it's very, very bloody compared to Overwatch. It's very violent. Um, but I do like how much slower it is. And it made me really appreciate Overwatch in it. Um, because in, in, in Siege, or rather in Overwatch, you... The game's like, you know, 7 to 10 minutes. Um, you fly in there as, as, as Reinhardt. You swing your, your hammer around. You, you protect some people with your shields. You, you slam your hammer onto the ground and everyone falls over. And then you, you know, charge into one of them, smash them against the wall, and, and that takes them out. And you continue swinging your hammer. And then if you um, get killed at any point, you respawn within 10 seconds. And you fly right back into the action. Uh, maybe as a different character. In Siege, it is basically the total antithesis of that. Um, your characters all play very, very similarly. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. Um, but you, you all, you all shoot guns, um, <laughs> and it, you, all the characters die very, very quickly. It just takes a couple bullets or one bullet to the head. Um, and if you die, you don't respawn for that match. So you can also shoot um, holes or blow up holes through walls in that map. And I find myself sitting in that game for 7 to 15 minutes. Well, not 15, but 7 to 10 minutes. Almost the, a whole Overwatch map sitting in one spot with a tiny hole that I've knocked into the wall waiting for someone to, to pass by. <laughs> And, and sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes I, I go through the whole match and never fire a shot. Um, sometimes I get picked off in the first couple seconds of a round, and then don't do something for seven seconds. But that intensity of when I am in the game, I'm just staring at that hole knowing that if someone goes, goes by, I have to take them out because if I don't, either I'll get knocked out and have nothing to do for the next couple minutes, or one of my teammates will have that same experience. Uh, it makes it much, much more intense. It's a very similar feeling to the 3v3 mode in Overwatch. Um, and playing the 3v3 mode, I really came to, <coughs> excuse me, I really remembered how much I liked those types of game modes. Just that, that, that tense, like, if I screw up here, I'm not going to be able to play the game for a, for a couple, for a while. Like, that really focuses your mind and makes you play to a certain level. It can be exhausting at times. Um, and that's why I can't play Siege 2 too much. Um, but sometimes you just want that, like, I have to play to the best of my ability. I have to be good right now um, in order to, to succeed. It's not just something like, oh, I, I died. I'll be back in 10 seconds and just let's try and push that payload again. Um, so, yeah, I really came to appreciate just how, how fun Overwatch was because of my time in Siege. Um, because it is just kind of that kind of stress relief thing of get in there, again, whack some people with your hammer. Um, you win, you lose. I always have fun, uh, for the moment. Well, not always. I usually have fun in Overwatch. Um... And it's it's much less stress-inducing compared to a game like Siege, where even though that, that kind of stress can be fun, you can't have too much of it. <laughs> At least I can't. Um, so, yeah, I guess kind of the, the moral is, is Overwatch has... Overwatch, especially with a 3v3 mode, can serve a lot of different playstyles, I think, now. Um, I found myself craving that 3v3 mode a little bit more because... Uh, siege can be a little bit too oppressive. Uh, it, it's it's too much like oh you're you're going to get uh, you're going to get taken out real real quickly, um, and you're just going to be sitting out the match for for too long. It feels. Whereas I think like the three v three mode, it's still that kind of intensity, but with a nice time limit on it. Usually, there are other modes in Siege. Yeah, but I mean the multiplayer is is basically just that. There's the terror hunt mode in Siege, which again I like, but and it is kind of that horde mode thing. But um, I don't know, Overwatch is just kind of funner. <laughs> again, I still really like Siege, and I like the, but they're two different types of games. And I just found it interesting how if you strip away a lot of things, they're very very similar games. Multiplayer focused shooters, 
with characters with different abilities, but they can go in such completely different directions. Well, I mean, if you strip away enough things, everything's similar. I, that's that's not what I was saying. I was just saying, like, like at their their fundamentals, like they again, they're like I said, first person shooters with character based abilities. Um, but you can take them again, so in such wildly different directions with, from that. I found it fascinating. Um, yeah. Stepping away from that Rambo Fest, we can uh, end the show with our character discussion, which today we'll be covering Winston. So as always, I will let Taylor go through Winston's story. Um, at some point, he was on the moon. That was weird. Then he realized he needed glasses, so he took someone else's glasses, which weirdly fit his face. Then he grew up, and they still fit his face, which was really strange. Uh, but then he joined Overwatch, and then some chicken and airplane blew up, and he was like, nah, I got this, guys, and he made the thing that saved her. And then, uh, Overwatch ended, and he just kind of sat on his thumbs for a little bit. Then, uh, one of the one of his best bros tried to kill him, and he was like, nah, well, I'm a monkey. No, wait, he's a scientist. <laughs> and he was like, hey, guys, we need to get back together. Gabriel's trying to kill me. And, uh, that's where we stand. Yeah. Yep. Again, as always, Taylor Taylor had got a pretty good abbreviated history. Uh, the longer, slightly longer version of it is that over uh, uh, Winston uh, is a genetically enhanced, or rather, genetically engineered gorilla. Um, he was kind of uh, created in order. Him and, and many many others like him was were created to test um, long term habitation in space. Um, as we saw from the short, he had a, uh, he was very close to one of the scientists there. Uh, unfortunately, uh, who, sorry, that scientist's name was, uh, Dr. Harold Winston. Winston later took, uh, that doctor's name when the other apes in the installation kind of revolted, uh, and, uh, killed, um, many of the other scientists there. And Winston, who was like, I didn't want this, kind of fled to Earth and, uh, was eventually, um found his home in Overwatch. Uh, in Overwatch, he was a, you know, kind of a brilliant scientist. He, he was responsible for many um, different scientific innovations and such. He, like Taylor mentioned, helped uh, Tracer once her um, kind of experimental plane blew up and, and she was uh, in some coronal dissonance, basically popping in and out of time. Uh, Winston made that big chest piece that she wears that kind of keeps her in, in the present time. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, as we've seen kind of from the recall, uh, trailer, he once Overwatch disbanded, he didn't really know what else to do. He kind of kept tabs on people and tried to keep the organization alive as much as possible. And he was responsible for recalling all of the agents when, uh, it looks, when Talon attacked his lab. Um, and that's pretty much Winston's story. Uh, his abilities, <clears throat> excuse me, his abilities, um are as follows. His primary weapon is his uh, Tesla Cannon. Uh, the Tesla Cannon uh, does about 60 damage per second. Uh, it's not a high damaging weapon, but it will attack anything in kind of like a wide arc in front of him. Uh, it doesn't have a right click. His shift is the jump pack, which, uh, you know, kind of propels him. Not, not quite like um, Farah. It kind of helps... Wherever he's looking, it kind of he kind of goes in an arc. So if you want to go very very far, you kind of want a forty five degree angle. Um, and it, it's a little known fact is that it will do damage once he lands. Uh, his last basic ability is the barrier projector, where he kind of drops a bubble shield. It covers about a five meter radius. It has six hundred health. Um, and he'll drop that, and if you drop it on a payload, it'll kind of go along with the payload. It can kind of help protect his team. It's not quite as uh, directional, or it isn't as directional as Winston or as uh, Reinhardt's shield, but it doesn't have the same amount of health, so it'll go down very, very quickly. His ultimate is known as Primal Rage, where he gains a bunch of health, all, and his uh, his jump pack goes on like a qu very quick cooldown. I think it's like a two or three second cooldown, so you can just keep jumping. And you can keep doing that damage with your impacts, as well as 
you, you suddenly have a, uh, a melee attack that pushes people away, does a fair bit of damage. Um, or no, sorry, it does 40, uh, 40 points of damage per swing. Uh, and the, the big th reason to use it is that big health burst. Um, so Taylor, did you have any strategies you used while playing Winston? Um, he, he really has some bad damage mitigation, so try not to get shot in the face, which is really hard because you have a giant face. Yes. Uh, avoid people with shotguns. Yes. Um, go for squishy targets. Uh, jump has a low cooldown spam that. Never stop jumping. Yeah, the jump is, is super, super useful. His, um, his barrier projector, or rather, what is it called? Projector barrier? Barrier projector? Barrier projector. Yeah, I got it. Uh, that's a new one. Uh, his barrier projector is on a fairly long cooldown. It's about 13 seconds. Um, however, you have to... Your first instinct with it would kind of be to just, like, plop it down, protect your team. However, uh, it's not going to last very long under prolonged fire, especially for multiple people. Um, one of the better ways to use it... Again, sometimes you should use a protector team, especially when, you're, uh, when your other tank... Your primary tank, usually, because Winston isn't... Uh, best as a solo tank, but uh, when they, you know, when that Reinhardt's shield has kind of broken, kind of plop that down to, to at least mitigate some of, or so you can at least recover it, uh, take a step back, heal up from the Mercy or, or what have you. Um, but a very good way to use the barrier projector is once you've jumped in, preferably into uh, the enemy's backline, uh, Winston is kind of like the premier disruptor tank, yeah, you want to get into their backline and go after the squishies, go after that Mercy, go after that Sombra, go after that Tracer especially. Um, his uh, Tesla Cannon does a lot of damage to those characters who can't get away uh, and don't have a lot of health. He can just outright kill them very, very uh, quickly. And uh, especially with some of the more squirrely characters like Tracer, uh, who might be tougher to hit with a hit scan weapon, his, they just lock onto them. He, they can lo he can lock onto multiple characters at once. He's very, very good at uh, dealing with them. And once you've landed, you want to use your barrier projector uh, to kind of uh, block as much of the enemy damage as possible. Um, if they are inside the barrier, they can damage you. But if they are inside and you're outside, they can't hit you. Basically, like, you can think of it as a wall. And as long as you're on the opposite end of the wall, you can hit them and they can't hit you. So what you'll want to do is, once they get close, as they often do, um, you will want to step out of your barrier... Uh, to continue dealing damage to them when they can't do anything. As soon as they come out of the barrier, you want to hop back in. Kind of play this weird, almost cat and mouse game. That will help you... Um, that is really the only way you can survive against uh, any sort of upfront battle against an, uh, an enemy is by kind of abusing that shield. Um, and as soon as it's gone, although you have 500 health, you are going to melt very quickly. Um, which hopefully you've jumped in Survive long enough for your uh, jump to be up again, and then you want to get on out of there, heal up, and get ready for more. Um, Taylor, do you have any uh, cool tricks that you want to talk about with Winston? Um, I mostly use my ult to heal myself, honestly. Is that bad of me? No, no. That's it's like, oh, I'm almost dying, uh. That's exactly. That's honestly how I I use it. Cause yeah, the uh, his primal rage, if even if you are at one health when you trigger it, when you uh, when you do, you immediately get the full health of it. Which let me just see how much it is. It will give you plus five hundred. So you have a thousand health once you pop that. Um, and again, it, even if you are at one health, you will go all the way to a thousand. Uh, so it makes you very very hard to kill. Uh, you can you start swinging your arms around and knocking people away. It's a good way of um, getting people off of the point. Uh, you can lock down someone in a corner and just kind of wail on them. Very similar to how Roadhog's um, um, ultimate works. Uh, and yeah, again, it makes you very, very survivable. Which uh, is useful when you're in their back line after the squishies and they're like, Oh, kill the Winston, you're, he, he's almost dead. Then you pop your alt and they're all of a sudden focusing on this crazy gorilla while your team comes in and kind of cleans them up. So it is a very, very effective um, alt. Uh, if you land in a Roadhog trap, you're, it's time is wasted on that. Same if you got frozen by May or any of those other kind of abilities um, are good counters to that alt in particular. Did you have any good counters to Winston? Um, 
most people that do damage honestly deal with them pretty well you're not wrong yeah uh, again, Reaper is the premier anti-tank character. He shreds through Winston's. Um, he just can't, Winston can't really do much against him. Despite what you might have seen in the recall short, uh, Reaper will take out a Winston basically every time. Um, well, I mean, I think he kind of did. And it's I, only because of they, at launch, nerfed that his shield damages everyone around it. They removed that, that aspect of it. That shield blows up. So, so that's why, like they, like he didn't, he, he can't deal with Reaper anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, and even in the uh, launch trailer, like he, he he had a lot of trouble with Reaper. He had to use his ult, and that just like kind of pushed him away. Anyone with a high damage weapon can basically um, fight Winston pretty pretty well. Uh, Bastion, uh, if you try and, while you can, maybe engage like a, a, a Zarya, because w w without a charge, she does fairly low damage. Um, you can, you might be able to engage her, but he doesn't really do well against any of the tanks. You don't really want to engage the tanks anyways. Um, you want to go after the people they're protecting. Uh, Zenyatta gives uh, Winston a lot of problems as well. Uh, he can throw out that Orb of Discord, which makes... Uh, Winston's high health pool basically un uh, what's the word stoppable <laughs> it, it basically renders his health his high health pool uh, negligible uh, he will melt oh that's what you're talking about I was kind of let's it out <laughs> I just um, took a wild guess um yeah if you get the drop on his Zenyatta his again his low health pool uh, doesn't do him any favors but if he gets a a good like um, right click off on you, especially once you've been orb of discord. He might be able to take you out, so be careful around uh, Zenyatta's. It was much easier when he had 150 health. Unless but... I'm playing him, then you don't have to worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you find any of the other um, supports, go to town. You will destroy them. It's pretty fun. Uh, same with Sombra. If you've been having there are two characters that I switch to, or that when I see, I switch to Winston immediately, especially if they're, if they're played by very, very good characters. Uh, Sombra and Tracer. If I see either of those two characters and I see that they're giving my team a problem, I will slam pick onto, onto Winston because he... Winston can't... Or Winston. Tracer can't get away from him. Um, unless she, she blinks away and then she's not doing her job of, of harassing your team. And if she tries to, to fight you... You have enough health where her burst isn't going to take you out and you're just going to uh, melt her. Uh, same with Sombra. If she tries to cloak away from you, uh, your um, gun will track her down, uh, take her out of stealth, and then she again doesn't have enough damage to uh, to, to take you on one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, and you should, uh, again, melt her. So he just... Heart, he... Hard counters. He might be the hardest counter in this game to those two characters. Like it's it's incredible, um, and that's that's generally when I use Winston. Again, that kind of disruptor tank, just getting into the back line, making sure that their reinforcements don't get to the point in time because they're de busy dealing with this angry ape. Always a good strategy. Um, but he is not not a solo tank. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much Winston. He's he's fairly simple. Nothing too crazy there. Like you can get some some pretty uh, cool plays with him. You can get pretty creative with him. But basically, it's just get in there, target the squishies, cause a loud noise. Even if you die, that's not the worst thing. As long as you distract the enemy long enough where they didn't get to the point in time, then you've done done your job as Winston. Well, yeah. Taylor, did you have anything else you want to mention about him? Um, no. <laughs> Except it's kind of weird that his glasses don't have things that go behind his ears. They're just on his nose. Magnets. Genetically engineered monkeys have little metal plates on the sides of their head. Just for in case they ever need glasses. Yep. In case they ever steal their mask, their the scientists' glasses, and also these glasses expand and contract at will. Fantastic technology. 
But also, at the same time, it's really weird they had the same prescription. <laughs> Honestly, um, with Winston, because uh, one, th- one thing that I saw in his, um, uh, in his video, the recall video, where he's talking to his, um, that scientist guy, the glasses, they're, it's not glass. They're not actually glasses. They're like, um, it's like a, almost a camera. There was like a, a flicker through that went through the lens, like, like almost like a camera flicker. Are you so sure it looks it like it, lens flare. I don't think so. It looked like it was like this, like like not exactly a projection, but it was like this weird, almost like uh, camera lens, like a, it's some some sort of digital thing. I, I swear that's what I saw. That not, not neat if that's true. But now you now you've got me doubting me because I, I I thought I knew that for a fact, but I think I'm gonna have to go watch Recall afterwards and confirm. But I've it looked like it wasn't glass. Um, so we're gonna have to find out next episode if you're true or not. Viewers, yeah. write in if you think Jacob's a crack, or do your own <laughs> research. Watch that thing. Not Speculate a crackpot, just a crack. Yeah. Th- thanks for calling me a butt. Um, yes, I think that pretty I mean, much... I, I think I was just saying cocaine. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. That pretty much wraps us up. If you liked what you heard... To, what, yeah, if you liked what you heard here today, please consider subscribing. Uh, you can also uh, give us a rating on iTunes. Um, really helps the show out, especially those five-star ratings, so please consider it if you want to help us out. Share us with your friends. Also, really, really good for the show. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email them at owovertime at gmail.com. If you'd like to have your email read on the show, um, we will do that for you. If you want to just be private, that's fine too. Uh, you can also follow us on owovertime on Twitter. Uh, it's Sorry, it's ow underscore overtime on Twitter. Uh, for any updates to the show like, hey, we can't do it this week because the audio broke. Uh, we have another show, a sister show, if you will, called Press Ada Podcast. We'll review a different video game every episode. You can follow that show on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at PressA2Podcast. Twitch just has underscores instead of spaces. Now, that's all the time we have for this week. So, for me, Taylor, and Brain, who can be here this week, we will see you next time. Listen, chat. Thank you. Not chat. That thing. Thing Thank which you. I put things. You're invited. Overwatch is not a place. Okay, so uh, I'll start the show. In five. Four, three, two, one.